0: grateful to be here in your presence today thank you
1: Christ our Lord.
2: Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. and walk Amen. in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen.
1: Almighty God, have mercy on you and forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. <laughs> have, mercy. Christ. have mercy, Lord. Have mercy.
0: The fame. Favorite. Be the God of covenant, a faithful promise. God you' for us, all done. Why don't you just take this time to recall the promises that God's given you, the way He's shown up in your life. Nothing holding us back from the presence of God. His very presence is our promise, our biggest promise. You'll see this out great. Yay!
3: Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us, your servants, grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory, O Father. With the Son and the Holy Spirit, live and reign one God forever and ever. Amen. Maybe seated, children. And here they are, children. Morning, sir. Look at you. Excellent crowd this morning. If you will stretch out your hand with me and pray for these children as they go off to Sunday school. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for these young warriors in your kingdom. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would always guard them, fill their hearts and minds with love and courage and strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
4: This morning's first reading comes from Genesis, chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living creature that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And so it was. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks.
4: This morning's psalm is Psalm 8. We'll read responsibly by the asterisk. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies. And you the enemy
0: and the
4: when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon
0: and the stars you have
4: what is man that you are mindful of him? And and For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands,
0: you have put all things under his feet,
4: all sheep and oxen, even the
0: beasts
4: of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish
0: of the sea. That
4: pass the of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, How excellent is your name all the earth. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As as it was in the
5: This morning's New Testament reading comes from the book of 2 Corinthians, beginning in chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Now I pray to God that you do know evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may seem disqualified. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, and you are strong. And this also, we pray, that you may be made complete. Therefore, I write these things being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness, according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the gospel.
0: He goes before
2: As we begin our gospel this morning, I invite you to pay attention to the screens as the responses for our new liturgy have changed in the intro. In fact, I probably need to look at the screens as well. (laughs) The Lord be with you. And
4: with your spirit.
2: May the Lord be on our minds, on our lips, and on our hearts as we hear His holy gospel. The holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory Glory be to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. St. Matthew, chapter 28, beginning in verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. The Gospel of the Lord.
3: Father, we are grateful that we can come into your presence, Lord. We are grateful for your faithfulness, watching over us, being with us, Lord, standing your Holy Spirit in us, Lord Jesus. For all this, we give you thanks. We praise you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. So today is Trinity Sunday, and uh, I want to give you a little background. A lot of the, um, many, many uh, places in their liturgy for Trinity Sunday, they will recite the, for the creed, they will recite the Athanasius Creed, which is long and detailed and is very explicit in lining out two very important fundamental doctrines of our christian faith and that is the trinity and the incarnation and so um, you know i can imagine you know we have we have these great feasts in the year christmas and easter and pentecost and pentecost of course is my favorite right the holy spirit comes to the church Uh, and by the grace of god i now have charisma (laughs) and uh, you know god gives us gifts and it's magnificent And, um, like always, one of my favorites. And it is, um, you know, it's the last Sunday of Easter. All through Sunday, all through Easter, we wear white. Until the last Sunday of Easter, we wear red because it's Pentecost Sunday. And this is the beginning of ordinary time. And so we wear green. Except this is Feast of the Trinity, so we wear white. It's like we're shaking it up a little bit. And so as I imagine, you know, anticipating... Trinity Sunday and thinking that Father Lewis is going to be here today to speak for at least an hour on these foundational doctrines of our church and our faith, <laughs> there is no amen brother to that. <laughs> and I understand, and um, no, that is not that is not why I'm here. In fact, um, I want to explain a little bit about why I am here on Trinity Sunday, because it's, you know, when you... It's not one of the most exciting Sundays of the year because we're talking about a fundamental doctrine, a foundation of the things that we believe, and it's not exciting, but it's important. And uh, like I said, it's, it's not on the list of favorite of mine, but I believe that God spoke to me several months ago about the Trinity and wanted to share this message about the Trinity, and I made the mistake of saying it out loud, and so here I am. And so I wanna I wanna just remind you of that or explain that to you, tell that to you, because we're standing in faith now that I was not wrong. That God is here with us in order to speak something important to you. And my ambition is to not get in the way. So we will stand together in faith, believing that God has a word for you today. And so with that in mind, as we as we stand in faith here, I wanna I wanna just like go straight to the end. And say that the meaning of the Trinity and the Incarnation is this. That God wants to have a deep, meaningful, and personal relationship with you. Not you, but each of you. And that as you come into the fullness of that relationship, he wants you to help him so that he can have a deep, meaningful, and personal relationship with everyone else. It'll take me a minute, but I'll explain to you what I mean. That's what we want to talk about. That is, I think, an important element of this Sunday, of Trinity Sunday. And I have, I've shared this idea several times uh, about if you play hide-and-seek with God— Right, So God closes his eyes, he counts to 100, and you run off. He goes, 99, 100, can he find you? Yes, he's there. He's there staring at you. Found you. <laughs> now, you count to 100, 99, 100, and you look up. If God wants you to find him, then you cannot help but find him. You must. And if he doesn't want you to find him, there's nothing you can do. You will never find him. And I want to, like, that's the story. That's the analogy to explain this idea. But I want to add to that and tell you that he wants you to find him. <laughs> he wants you to find him. How, how would we possibly understand the Trinity or the incarnation except that God reveals himself to us in these doctrines of the church. He wants you to know because he wants to have this relationship with you. I want to I want to tell a quick story and this is about Moses. Right? We heard Exodus, we went through it last fall, very important. And there's this story About Moses, and this is, uh, you know, when Moses goes up to the mountain and he gets the tablet with the Ten Commandments and he comes down and the people of Israel are worshiping this golden calf and he smashes them. And then later he goes back up. And while those tablets were ones that were carved and written by God, these second ones are carved and written by Moses. What happens in between? Moses is talking to God and he says, Show me your face. I want to see you face to face. And God says to him, I can't do that. Uh, It's too much for you. It's more than you can bear. And so he says, and I'm going to go kind of to the end of this story, because it may be familiar to you. It's in Exodus 33, and the last part of it is in verses 21 through 23. And the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face you must not see. I wanted to share that because, you know, God wants you to know who he is. But he can only reveal to you as much of himself as we are capable of handling. And we are not God. We have limitations. Like, God has to reveal himself to us, and he will reveal himself to us, but there's a limitation. And I say that because we're talking about the Trinity. He has revealed himself to us, to the of of his ability, and so when we read that God is one, there is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are three persons, one substance, one God. And that seems a challenge for us to comprehend. Well, it's because it is difficult to comprehend because we're only human right we've been created by god but we're not god and he's revealed himself to us because he wants us to know about himself and he has given us a way to understand it that is good and well and full he has decided to reveal himself to us and so we have this knowledge Because he wants to have that deep and meaningful and personal relationship to us. I want to, you know, one of the things about this Sunday is it's a little bit like a catechism class. And we have in the catechism when we're talking about the Trinity, and I want to share this with you, is, uh, you know, it says, what, where are the articles of our Christian faith? And they are contained in three creeds, the Apostles' Creed, Nicene Creed, Athanasius' Creed. What do you learn from these articles of your belief. This is what you learn. First, I learned to believe in God the Father, who made me and all the world. Secondly, in God the Son, who has redeemed me and all mankind. Thirdly, in God the Holy Spirit, who sanctifies me and all the people of God. And this Holy Trinity, one God, I praise and magnify when I say, Glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. So there's that's part of your catechism. So when you're doing this, you can remember what that's all about. We're glorifying the Trinity. Three persons, one substance. And the incarnation, how do we understand that? Jesus is fully God and Jesus is fully man united together in one person one person Jesus both fully God and fully man he was a real person who walked the earth some 2,000 years ago in a remote outpost of the Roman Empire and I'm a sheer person fully God, fully man, who laid down his life for us on the cross and redeemed us and all mankind and changed the world forever. And that, that is exciting (laughs) on this Trinity Sunday. Now, so if this is true, That the meaning of the Trinity and the Incarnation is that God wants us to know about who He is because He wants to have a relationship with us. How do you do that? How do you have a relationship? Well, I say that your relationship with God is like all of the other relationships that you have and have had. And that it consists of a long series of talking and listening. (laughs) Right. Over and over and over for a long time. With that in mind, let me let you know that today is my 40th wedding anniversary with Debbie, my beautiful bride. Talking and listening over and over again. That's what, our, that's what our life is made of. That is what our relationships are made of. And they are marvelous and wonderful and great. And we can do it well and we can do it poorly, but we're going to do it. And that is, the, that is what makes up our relationships. Uh, I've shared this story about when Debbie and I were first married. Uh, she had just come out of this training where she was learning to be a teacher of little grade school students. And I was in Marine training learning how to uh, boss around Lance corporals and privates in the Marine Corps. Uh, It was with a bunch of testosterone-infused young second lieutenants. And so the language we used with each other was not appropriate. (laughs) So I would come home at the end of the day, and we would say there's that uh, Paul, of all people, who wrote the definitive poem example of love love is patient love is kind in first corinthians 13 there's there's like four verses there and at the end of the day it's like god revealed this to me you need to do this because buddy you're not you're failing um so i would say the first verse and debbie would respond and i would say another verse and then uh she would say uh, the seventh verse and then we would say love never fails and i'm telling you it was a work of the holy spirit that that changed everything. Then shortly after that, and as a part of our early marriage, we would come home, I would come home at the end of the day, whatever work I was doing, and um, we purposefully listened to this television show called The 700 Club. I don't know if anybody's old enough here to remember The 700 Club. It was uh, Pat Robertson and Ben Kinchlow, and they would talk, and they would talk about some stories, news, and politics, and they would talk And there was a purpose. There was a reason for that. And it was because I needed to learn a proper language (laughs) because the fireman I was working in was not helping. And so it was a discipline of listening to people talk about God. So I could hear people talking about God. So I knew how to talk about God. It was a learning experience. And it was important. It was foundational to our life and our marriage. Uh, Debbie's nodding, so I'm not lying. (laughs) <laughs> you can get verification from her later. It was important, and it was it was an important way for us to learn this language. So I was, um, and and this is a part of this, right, I'm saying. So, so like I'm here, and when I had that word, I believe that God had said something to me about the Trinity, this message that I wanted to share with you. I was reading a a book, it was like a book on practical theology, and it was talking about um, surveys of Christians that were taken and would ask them questions about who is God, what is God like, who is Jesus, what was Jesus like? And it was shocking because people were getting the answers wrong, (laughs) right? Because the answer is, you know, who is God? God is... All loving, all knowing, all powerful. And he wants to have a relationship with you and everyone. That's who God is. Was Jesus a real person? The correct answer is yes. <laughs> and um, is Jesus God? Yes. Now, you're probably not going to be called for a survey. And uh, I'm I'm confident in St. Michael's, we know the right answers. But you are going to bump into people here and there, and they're going to ask you. And you want to know, and God wants you to know. So I want to I go back to Moses a little bit and tell of a different story. And um, this is out of Exodus 3. This was at the beginning. And what I want to say about this part of the story of Moses is that Moses had in him a desire or no, let's say he, he rejected the system of Hebrew slavery. He rejected it, and he was against it, and he didn't like it. And so he worked against it, and he killed an Egyptian. And as a consequence of that, he was basically chewed up and spit out of the country. He was a prince of Egypt. And then he was a foreigner in the wilderness watching sheep. It was a long trip down. (laughs) He had in him something that was right and good. And then he had this other experience as he was out there. And he sees this bush burning. And this is the key part of that story. And I'm just going to read it. Exodus 3, verse 3. So... Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. I will turn aside and go and see this great sight. Now, Moses, the guy who did not like, uh, like, don't like, don't recommend, Hebrew slavery in Egypt. Uh, after this moment where he goes, he, he, he turns aside and he goes up to see the site where God is and God speaks to him. And he begins this lifelong relationship with the God who created him. And as a consequence of that, he destroyed that system of slavery that the Hebrews were in. Not him, of course, but God working through him as a consequence of his relationship. He was there intimately involved in this system of slavery being abolished. The people of God set free, called out into the wilderness that they might worship God properly. And that worshiping God properly, living by faith, in the wilderness prepared a nation that could go into the promised land. That's the difference between working out the things you want to in your own way, according to your own lights, and walking with God with a relationship with him. The system without God will chew you up and spit you out. So, the question again we, uh, that I put on the table is how do we have a relationship with God? He has revealed to us Himself that we might have this relationship with Him. How do we do that? I will turn aside and see this great thing. You have to spend the time. You have to spend the time. You pray. I recommend you find a place and you go and you pray out loud. Turn aside and spend the time. Read the Bible. Why would you read the Bible? I'm going to give you two reasons. One, like the 700 Club, you learn the language. How is it that you talk about God? I have this uh, other experience uh, recently, and um, it has to do with uh, people finding homes and Uh, these new teachers for the school, and that it's crazy and it's impossible, (laughs) right? To do these things is impossible. And yet, time after time after time, God moves as if it was nothing, because it is nothing. Because as God calls you into these things and he builds that relationship with you, then crazy is possible because you have this relationship with God. And you read the word in order to understand how he talks so he can reveal himself. And you will find he will even as you pray and as you read, you will see in his word the answers to the things that God that you're asking of God. And you will see in the world around you God moving on your behalf and bringing about those things that without him are impossible. So, am I crazy or not? I I of course, the answer is yes. (laughs) But am I wrong? Different question altogether. And so what I want to do is I want to look right now at the gospel lesson for today. Because I've said that the message of the Trinity, that God reveal himself on Trinity Sunday as three persons, one God, and reveal himself, Jesus, fully man, fully God, who died on the cross to redeem you from sin and hell in order that you might have this relationship with him now and forever. Looking at the gospel. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, okay, I'm just going to pause there. Jesus had this relationship with all of those people to such a degree that he said, meet me here, and they did. Because he wanted to share something with them that was important, and he did. And this is what he said. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. God wants to have a deep, meaningful, personal relationship with you. And he wants you in this relationship to go out into the world that he might have this same deep, meaningful, personal relationship with everybody else. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. He wants to have a deep, meaningful, and personal relationship with you, and he ends this statement with, And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Let us turn aside. And see this great thing here end of the lesson
1: <laughs> let's say together our affirmation that we believe everything that Father Lewis said <laughs> Amen. I believe in one God the
3: Father, the Father Almighty, Almighty maker, maker of heaven, heaven and earth, earth.
1: and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
2: Let us appeal to the triune God who sustains all life for our needs and the needs of the world, that the church will be faithful to the Great Commission and make disciples of all nations, Lord, in your mercy, that the church may be one as the triune God is one, Lord, in your mercy, that elected officials will serve their people with justice and mercy, Lord, in your mercy, That those who have participated in abortions will repent and receive the forgiveness that Jesus came to offer them. Lord, in your mercy. That the violence, despair, and poverty in our inner cities will be replaced by peace, hope, and gainful employment. Lord, in your mercy. That we will earnestly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit and not the things of this world. Lord, in your mercy. For our own special intentions. Lord, in your mercy,
1: hear our, prayer. hear our prayer and give us the grace to be one with our brothers and sisters. We ask this through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Peace, Lord, be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace of God. Lord
0: be.
6: All right, we have a few important announcements, uh, three in particular we want to look at. Um, first of all, our rummage sale, our school rummage sale is coming up on the 17th, and that's in two weeks, or less than two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, please bring in your donations by Thursday, 6-15, and uh, as well, uh, just to let you know, we do a lot of things with that money. Uh, the mural that was painted downstairs by Mary... Paul, uh, a couple of years ago, was pay, was paid for by that. So please bring your stuff. be you, Come on out. If you have any questions, see Kelly Johnson or Shannon Powers. Um, our June Jubilee honoring Debbie Powell, as well as teachers from the past, present and future, two future teachers, Hannah Powell and Haley Harris, who are coming in this year.
3: Amen. Um, it's going to
6: be a really wonderful... It's going to be a wonderful celebration of all of their lives and we look forward to having as many of you there as possible. And then finally, Jane, are you in here? You want to tell us about fire night real quick?
5: Good morning, everyone. Um, I just wanted to remind you and invite you to come to our fire night. It's this Wednesday and it's at 730. It's um, just a night full of worship and prayer and it's been very powerful and transformative for me and I know for a lot of people that have been coming. And so I just encourage you if you feel like you should go to just join us. Um, This morning we were praying for the service and we kind of got a word that we just need to be open um, as a body of church um, just to what god's doing in our lives so just when you come here being open to whatever god wants to speak to you and then as well on these fire nights and kind of just putting yourself out there maybe not doing something that you normally would so i just encourage you um to come this wednesday
3: that's right let us turn aside and see this great thing (laughs) looking
5: forward
6: to that the other announcements will be up here chili cook off is the next one and foundation day uh take a look at those and uh Thank you, sir. There you go. Amen, brother. Thank you, sir. And I'll take this opportunity just
2: to encourage you. During the Eucharist, there are a few different responses. So just keep your eye out on a couple different wording things as we enter into this new liturgy. Including the offertory is different. There is no response. So I'll read it here for you. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. Let us with gladness present the offerings and oblation of our life and labor to the Lord. Amen.
1: Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine. We offer you fruit of the vine, work of human hands, and will become for us the blood of Christ. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we bring these tithes and offerings before you. They will be used in your church for the work that you've set before us and the furthering of your kingdom.
0: Blessed be God forever.
1: The Lord be with you. And with your lift up your hearts. We lift up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Amen. Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he's freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and we join in their unending hymn of praise. You're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before He's given up to death, and death He freely accepted, He took bread and He gave you thanks. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup and again he gave thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant. is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whatever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died, died. Christ, Christ is, is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence to serve you. May humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig and all of our clergy. Remember especially those who are sick and infirm in spirit, soul, or body. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed, become the body of Christ for the world. Lord, have mercy on us all. Lord, you've made us worthy to share eternal life with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of our Lord, the Savior Jesus Christ, Joseph, her husband, with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours. Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. And as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, Father, who art art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the Supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not
0: worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my My soul shall shall be
1: healed. Lamb Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
0: Have mercy upon us.
1: Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
0: Have mercy
1: upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them to remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving.
0: can seek to find your truth, your mercy is the shame.
1: One of the great themes you uh, preach on Trinity Sunday is unity. Three in one. This perfect unity while maintaining distinctives. And, and that's such a picture of the body of Christ. we emphasize the unity he allows the diversity gifts and talents and anointings such a beautiful thing let's all maintain on this foundation this basis of unity that's why we strive to love our neighbor hard enough sometimes to love our friends, our family, but we're to push out, we're to seek to love our neighbor, to express that and create that in the world today, the unity of mankind, under the reignship of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father. You have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. The Lord be with you. Our help is in the name of the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world of himself, not counting men's sins against him. And God loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not angry with us. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain the name of you always. Amen. <laughs>
2: Go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to
1: God
0: and all I did was pray. it doesn't she?